Welcome back to the Murdy Creative Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Murdy, and today's topic is Facebook is watching, sort of. But first, I want to say thank you to everyone who's supported the company so far. If you haven't got a chance, go check us out on the web at murdycreative.co. That's M-U-R-D-Y creative.co. Or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching at murdycreative.co to see the best of our product shots. Follow us, keep up to date with our new product launches, and be the first one to know about new product launches. You can also hit the subscribe button at the bottom of our website to be included in all of our new product announcements. Be sure to check out our laser engraving, personalization options, and exclusive colors on the website, or you can get a blank one on Amazon Prime. All right, so first things first, uh, we have a new project we launched on the website yesterday-ish, or maybe the day before, uh, called Affirm. So many of you have seen Affirm on other people's websites. It's a great company. It provides uh, third-party financing, in short. Uh, which means that you can now buy Murdy Creative Co. products through the Affirm company if you get approved. Uh, and you can either split the purchase into four equal payments made bi-weekly. Uh, so it gives you up to eight weeks to pay for equal payments. Or you can do choose one of their other options that is based off interest. I think you can get up to three months without paying any interest. And then after that, there's a rate based off of your credit score and all the other things. Uh, it doesn't do a hard credit check, so there's no reason to not do it. It doesn't ding you. Uh, on your credit score and anything like that. So it's a great option for those who are looking at buying something really nice and want to get something special for their significant other on Valentine's Day, but are looking at that price tag going, I don't have that much money right now. So check that out. Uh, you can just go to the, the regular webpage, buy whatever you want to buy. And then in the cart, you just click checkout. And then at, rather than saying PayPal or credit card, you can just click the affirm button and it'll take you through the process. So check that out. Uh, and uh, it's brand new, so we're excited. Tell us what you think about it. If you've got any thoughts, questions, concerns about it, we're looking for feedback. It's brand new for us too, so we'll find out if it sticks or if it stays or if it's just something that we're trying out for a little while. But regardless, if it's something you want to take advantage of, now's the time. So today I'm talking about Facebook, and uh, there's a specific reason why. And for those of you who are in the small business world who are advertised on Facebook, you know what I'm going to talk about, and that's iOS 14. So. In the news, there has been a lot of talk um, regarding the whole political world about uh, big tech companies, you know, colluding, collaborating to achieve a certain unified goal. Um, and while that is absolutely, I think, true, and I think that they are working to do that, at the same time, they are competitors. And sometimes that competition wins out and can play out in a very interesting way. So, for example, Apple has built their entire platform around essentially privacy. That was a big part of their push in the early 2000s. It's still a big part of their platform. Uh, it's something that all of the data on your device, if you have a password on your Apple device, is encrypted on the hard drive. Uh, so that was an issue not that long ago with um, the terrorists in San Bernardino where they couldn't get into their iPhones because their iPhones were password protected. And without that password, there's no way to get at the encrypted data, right? So Apple's been working hard in the background of all of their iOSs to develop um, privacy as a, as a first part of it. To that end, one of the things they are doing is they are masking your track, the tracking ability of websites on your specific activities. Now, you may say to yourself, well, that's great. That is, that's, that's good, right? Why, why, sh why should websites be able to track me and what I do on the web? And the answer is um, because it helps us make better advertisements for you. Now, I'll go into more specifics. So iOS 14 is being rolled out across the board. It's kind of being forced on people. For those who haven't updated your phone for Apple, you will eventually be forced to. But the iOS 14 update includes new parts of software that prevents companies like Facebook, who have pixels installed on websites like mine, to be able to track your data as a consumer as you move around the web, specifically certain types of activity. 
I'll give you an example of this. Back in the old days, you were able to have something, there's obviously something called attribution when you have advertisements. So for example, we run a lot of Facebook advertisements that are specifically ones that are designed to convert, right? Their conversion is their goal. So they go and seek out people who they think are likely candidates to buy our product, people who have similar interests or have stated that they are interested in things like leather through their activities or through their, their posting or through their web searching. And it finds those people and then it tries to pair our advertisements up with people who have the financial wherewithal to not only be interested in our products, but also to purchase our products, right? That's their goal. And their algorithms are normally pretty good at doing that, in fact, at a, in a very reasonable cost and a very, um, I'm not saying effortless, but in a very simple way so that we don't have to spend a lot of time actively managing it or deciding things, which is nice when you're busy. So one of the things that they had for their conversions is that when you made a purchase as an individual through a Facebook ad, it would tell Facebook you made a purchase and it would then adjust the algorithm, right? And it would do that in real time. So if someone made a purchase on our website, theoretically, I could go on our Facebook ad account and say, did we get a purchase from our, that's attributed to Facebook in the last two minutes? And I'd be able to say, okay, so that person was advertised to and that person made a purchase and you could connect the Facebook data, which is supposed to be anonymous, with the actual purchase person. So they were going to, there was announced in December that they were going to be rolling out that Facebook told us as consumers, hey, we're dealing with this. We're trying to find solutions for this. This is a problem. We understand that, right? Because if Facebook is not able to track conversions, if it doesn't know who actually bought on our website based off of advertisements from Facebook, Facebook's going out of business instantly. Their revenue stream is going to dry up because I'm not going to spend money on Facebook ads if I can't confirm that that's actually working, right? That's might as well buy radio commercials or television ads at that point. So the point is, Facebook knew that if this was actually something that they weren't going to figure out how to get around, it was going to kill them. It was going to kill their revenue stream instantly. So they, I don't know if they struck a deal behind the scenes with Apple or if they just figured out how to make it work, but the way it works now is it's not active attribution, or I don't know what they're calling it, but that's what I'm calling it. And I've been working with our marketing team. So my, our marketing team, the, the lead person who I talked to who's Wonderful individual, brilliant, one of the founders of the company. He's a great guy. I love working with him. He's also just a good guy to talk to. Um, he's been working on troubleshooting this with me kind of in real time, like daily. He's working with me on updates, and he's keeping me pretty much in the loop of what they're doing behind the scenes to help mitigate this. And the good news is that Facebook is trying to mitigate this effect in real time. Our marketing team is trying to mitigate the effects that Facebook are doing. So it, to me, as the consumer, the final purchaser of the product, uh, it's not, I'm not seeing a huge change in our, in our efficacy overall. Um, yeah, we've had a couple of dips here and there, and there was a prolonged period for about five days where things were going a lot worse. And I think that's when Facebook was trying to kind of retool to fix this. But Facebook has changed the way they do attribution now. So it is attributed in real time, but it's not displayed to you until one to three days later. So for example, if on a, on, on a Monday, Five people buy on our website because of Facebook ads. On Monday, when I go look, it's going to say zero people bought. And then on Wednesday, when I go, how many people bought on Monday? It's going to say five people. So it's gonna, it is going to correctly attribute to the right day and the right amount, but it's not going to do that in real time. So I no longer on Monday can go and say, oh, that's who bought and that's who saw on the Facebook ad. So I, I'm not going to be able to make that connection. Now, it's fine if you as a purchaser go to our How Do You Hear About Us box and you type in Facebook, right? If you give us that information, that's totally fine. We just can't 
in all intents and purposes, snipe you from a Facebook ad and say, ah, we know you saw a Facebook ad. We know you bought, right? That's, that's too much information for Apple to be happy with. Now, functionally, this applies across a lot of things, right? This is not just Facebook that does this. You know, obviously Google, which is another big competitor, and a lot of these other companies do real-time tracking of you as an individual across all sorts of websites that you go to. Facebook, for example, for companies like mine, Facebook creates something they call their pixel. Now, a Facebook pixel is, it's just a type of cookie. So I put it in my web browser on my website. It's an important part of the back end of our website because it tells face, it allows Facebook to track you from your Facebook account, your Facebook ads onto my website and then tracks your purchase activity and then tells Facebook you bought, which allows Facebook to say, okay, how can I show this ad to people who are like you as an individual? Now, <clears throat> the goal behind a lot of this, because it's creepy, right? It's, it's inherently creepy to have someone watch you. And we've always been told about Big Brother and Edward Snowden made his, was very famous for basically pointing out that the federal government was spying on absolutely everybody all the time through their smartphones. And, and if they say they aren't doing that anymore, but I don't know if I had a tool like that. I don't know if I'd be the federal government to give it up, right? Like that seems unlikely that they're not doing it anymore. And I actually think that it brings up a better question of privacy on the internet in general. I'm part of the millennial generation. I'm 26. I don't know if anybody in my generation really believes in internet privacy anymore. I mean, we, we have tools to mitigate our effects. We have VPNs and Tor browsers and other things along those lines, which can in some ways mitigate your footprint and your and help protect your anonymity online. But most of us, I think, have actually become quite comfortable with the idea that we're being watched all the time. And I do think a lot of us subconsciously view it as a service to be watched all the time because we view it as something that helps advertisers show us things that are only relevant because it's not the government that's watching you. I mean, maybe they are. I don't know if they're not. I can't say they're not, but it's really people like me. And we're not really watching you as an individual. We're watching you as a persona, right? We're trying to figure out, do people who are between the ages of 24 and 45, who are men and um, they like fine goods, right? Are those the kinds of people that I want to show my ad to? It's the, it's the one I would think would like my products, but that's actually not the people that buy our products most often. It's women. And there's all, I could go to a whole subset of why that I think that is. But the moral of the story is, I'm not interested as you as the individual. I'm interested in the personas that are people like you so that we can work on crafting advertisements that are only shown to people who are likely to buy. And that is a service as much as we all think that it's annoying. It is actually a very important service as well because it helps cut the cost of marketing as a whole to every company across the board. And if it cuts the cost of marketing as a whole to every company across the board, it allows companies like mine to be able to exist. Because if I had to come, if I had to run my business with just television ads or just radio ads where you don't really know if it's effective or not and you don't know if it's converting and you don't know if it's successful, we wouldn't be able to exist because we'd waste too many marketing dollars and we wouldn't be able to make money at all. So while I understand and appreciate Apple's determination to try to make my activity online more anonymous and while I appreciate Facebook's effort to comply with that and still provide services to me as a business, I think that a lot of that hype is a bit overblown because it's difficult for us individually as, as, a, as a company, I mean, for me, to be able to actively do this in real time. Now, how does this affect us long-term, right? Because this it brings up a question, right? If, they, if, if Apple's making these changes and Facebook's working on creating solutions to mitigate the effects of those changes, what's really being lost? What's really being lost is the ability of large businesses in real time to make decisions minute to minute. 
And you may think to yourself, well, that's a rare occurrence. And I actually think it might be a rare occurrence, but it's not that rare. I actually know of companies and our marketing team works with companies that do that. Not every day, but specifically on things like Black Friday or Cyber Monday. Because on days like Black Friday or Cyber Monday, let's say you spend $10,000 a day on marketing normally. On a day like Black Friday or Cyber Monday, you might spend $40,000, right? You made 4X or 10X your ad spend, specifically to capture a lot of that, that purchasing behavior. Well, if that's the case, right? If you're spending $1,000 normally and you're spending $10,000 on those days, what you're really doing is you're taking and you're running a million different campaigns. You've got maybe 60 different campaigns that are running with a bunch of ad sets within them. And you've got a team of 10 people or 20 people that day who are spending all day, minute by minute, hour by hour, turning on and turning off different campaigns that are achieving different results. Specifically so you can maximize the success of those dollars being spent and you can cut away things that aren't working. Now, I personally think that's a very bad marketing strategy in general because it's just too hard to be correct. You just, you don't know. There's not enough data and it's not valid enough data to know if it's working. Because just because an ad set doesn't work at 9 o'clock or 9.15 doesn't mean it's not going to work at 10 o'clock, right? Different purchasing behavior happens throughout different times of day and different learning behaviors affect the machine algorithm in different ways. So it doesn't necessarily come down to, oh, I spent $100, so that means that data is valid. You spend $100 in 10 minutes, that data is not valid, right? You need to have time as a factor in the marketing decision-making. But you can't do that now, especially, right? Facebook's essentially eliminated that ability for you to turn on and turn off campaigns. And, well, darn, I mean, it's just something that Facebook had to do to comply with Apple, but it also has the side effect of making Facebook more money. Because companies that now spend $10,000 a day or $30,000 a day can't intentionally optimize that by actively toggling on and off. They basically just have to let it run at the full budget and find out if it works or not. So we'll see how it plays out. I think it is going to, I think Facebook has figured out how to make this work to their favor, which, I mean, they're a billion dollar company. It doesn't shock me that they did that. And I also think that there is always going to be a vested interest in companies like Facebook to make the advertising work as effectively as it currently does, no matter what Apple does for their software protection and their privacy protection. There's, there's too much money Facebook is making to, for them to not say, we are going to figure out a solution and a workaround to whatever Apple throws at them. And it's not going to change. So who's to say that, you know, there's an advantage or a disadvantage in all of this, but it is something that is something that is actively evolving in real time around us. And we may not even know it. Most people don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but things are happening and we'll see how it changes things. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in today. Be sure to check back in on Thursday for our next topic. And don't forget to check that subscribe button below to be sure to be notified right, right away. Also check the bell. Subscriptions don't mean anything to Apple or to um, YouTube anymore. So you have to hit the notification bell so that you get notified when we put out new content. Uh, we're trying to stay on that Tuesday, Thursday schedule now. Uh, if you have any questions or concerns about your leather binder, journal, folio, mask, accessory, anything we sell, uh, feel free to contact us on the main page of our website at murdycreative.co, that's .co, or you can contact us via our Instagram, Facebook. Uh, you can text, email, call, direct message, all the usuals. We'll do our best to get back to you as soon as possible. I think, don't quote me on this, Mondays, Tuesdays are always a little bit, we're a little bit behind those days, but I think for the most part on our emails, we're within a day or two of being on top of them. So, if you don't hear back from us within a day or two, feel free to follow up with us. Um, otherwise, if you've got a quick thing, like I need to change my address because I typed it in wrong or um, 
I'm, you know, running out of town or something. For something that's like a quick solution, I, I typed my name in wrong in the engraving. You can send us a text or you can call us. It's 414-434-9001. That's our number. That's our regular primary number. Uh, that's uh, from a 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Central Time is when that's available. Obviously, you can leave us a voicemail if it's out of hours, and we'll do our best to get back to you right when we get back into the office, if it's possible. Uh, if you get a voicemail, it's possible we'll be out to lunch. So uh, definitely feel free to give us a hold, uh, a hold of us that way, but uh, we appreciate your patience as well. If you think we deserve it, a good review can go a long way to help us grow our new community. Uh, if you want to leave a review on the podcast, you can obviously do that on whatever app you're listening on, or if you're on YouTube, you can just leave it in the comments below. You can hit the like button. Um, but if you want to leave a review on the product, you can go to murdycreative.co slash reviews. Uh, you can go on that page. You'll be able to read all of our amazing five-star reviews. But also, if you want to leave us a good review, there's a button there. That if you click it, it's going to take you to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash murdycreative.co slash reviews. Um, or you can go to the, the murdycreative.co page on Facebook and type, like, click on the reviews button on the left-hand side. It'll take you there. You can leave a review there. One of the reasons why we do it that way is it helps create a third party that helps know that you guys make help you guys know that we're not lying we're not just making up reviews so you can go leave a review there if you've got an issue or product problem that you would leave a bad review for just contact us there's a button for that on that page as well you just contact us we'll fix it we'll take care of it whatever it is we'll give you your money back if you want a full refund and to replace it we will uh you know help in any way we can it's truly important to me as the company's founder that you guys like the product you get and that you're happy with it and we'll do whatever it takes to make that happen so just talk to us if you have a problem. Uh, if you want to help us a lot, share our company. Share the community uh, or share the company with your community. Um, word of mouth is the best form of advertising that's ever existed and it will be forever. So tell your friends um, and, and share them. Send them a link. The best way to do it is uh, if you want to, to get a little something for that, uh, you can go on our website. You hit click login at the top. Just create a profile. It's a username or an email, I should say, and a password. That's all it is. We don't need anything else about you. And in the bottom right-hand corner, left-hand corner, sorry, I'm getting confused. In the bottom left-hand corner of our page, there is the rewards tab. If you click on that button, if you scroll down in that little box, it'll help you uh, have a little shareable link. If you share that link with someone from that box, it gives them $5 off their first purchase and it gives you $5 when they make that purchase. Also, by having that login account, whenever you make a purchase, you get 5% back as in-store credit. So, it's a little bit of a loyalty rewards program, and we love when you share the company that way. It, it really does help us. Um, please tell your friends. If you want to hear a certain podcast topic, you want to know something about something uh, behind the scenes, feel free to send us a message, an email. You can leave a comment below. You can tell us what you want to hear about. I definitely am always looking for podcast topics, so uh, tell me what you want to know, and I'll do my best to tell you about it. If you're looking for multiple binders, photos, journals, anything we sell, um, for gifts, giveaways, menus, any reason, ask about our bulk discounts. They start at quantity five, and that can be five of one thing or one of five things. So it's just based off the total cart quantity. There's no minimum order quantity as far as dollars amounts go. So it's a great way if you're looking for little gifts to get someone or you want to get your team some stuff or you're looking for client gifts. Um, really any reason. Send us an email, sales, S-A-L-E-S, at murdycreative.co. Uh, and if you've got logos or you want custom image for your business or whatever, send those and include those in whatever the best resolution you can. And uh, our team will be able to create a custom mock-up for you, as well as a custom order link that you can use to purchase, as well as a discount code. So send that to our emails, sales at murdycreative.co, if you want a bulk discount and or a custom order, and we'll be happy to help. For the custom orders, by the way, there are no minimum order quantities. So if you just want a logo on, your, on a single product, we do that. It's a flat fee. 
and it's $15 normally, but it goes up depending on the size and complexity of the logo. So uh, keep that in mind, but there's no minimum order quantities. You can get just one of them. Um, as a small business owner, it's really important to me to be able to put my logo on stuff. And I want to help other small business owners be able to do that as well. Uh, so definitely check that out. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Have a great day. Goodbye.